listening to Not So Live from Asteroid G. I'm Mike Finkelstein from this dimension and not a hell dimension. With me, as always, is... Josh Schaefer from the hell dimension. From the hell dimension. <laughs> Was that, is, that, is that the only Josh Schaefer is one from the hell dimension, or is it just this specific Josh Schaefer? Just this one. Okay. <laughs> they, usually don't, they don't usually don't go there, but, but this one... Ooh, boy. But, but you work for the... Um, the BPRD or whatever you're called. Like you, you, you've got rank. Oh, the Burford. The, the Burford. <laughs> Burford. Burford. <laughs> Is that? Please tell me that's not how they actually say it in the comics, and we're just being dumb. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I haven't read in a lot of the Hellboy comics. I'm going to tell you that. Like he's an interesting um, character, but I go and I look at the art style. And I'm like, this isn't for me. It it's an acquired taste yes. with the art style, for sure. And that's that's my problem. It's like. I don't care how good of a, uh, and this is not, Hellboy has not done my life, but I don't care how good of a, a, a writer he might have been on something. I can never read Liefeld stuff because his artwork blows. Yeah. Yeah. So same kind of thing. Not not the same, but kind of the same. Like, I, as much as I'm sure Hellboy is great, I can't get to the artwork, so I just can't read it. Yeah, Mike Magnolia is a far, far step away from I know. Mr. Uh, I know. Yeah, I, I, I was. It was an indirect comparison, not a real comparison. Don't, 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 right. don't I, act, I just, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that Josh is going to go on Twitter and write a 20, 20 tweet screed against me now. <laughs> and I'm going to make sure it's seen because I'm going to put Hail Elon as a hashtag. <laughs> That's how you do it. it, it Ten, yeah. 10 million views bitching about my my take on Liefeld and, Ma- and Magnola. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone. So, uh, but today we are actually going to talk about the Hellboy movies, of which there technically are five, although I'm pretty sure no yeah. one has seen two of them. Hell, no one's seen There's three. movies? There, there's, there's the two movies from Guillermo del Toro, and then there's two... Which are good. Yeah, which are good. Then there's two animated movies that he helped produce. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a 2017 reboot with David Harbour, which he was good in the role, and that movie fucking blew. But the mm. reason I'm bringing Hellboy up, it, not just because, you know, we can talk about the movies, but they're apparently only three years after, four years after trying to do Hellboy back in 2019, they're already rebooting again. Again? Again. They are a new Hellboy is now ramping up for pre-production. They have a script and they're moving forward. Who's going to be the, the have, Hellboy? Do they they, they haven't they announced work? that, from what I understand. Um, but Mignola is actually on board writing this one, so maybe there's hope. Ooh. Um, and it's set in the 1950s. That's kind of cool. <clears throat> like I'm not against it theoretically. Um, I just, I have questions. And one of the first is, haven't we said all we needed to say with Hellboy on the big screen and recently? Do we really need yet another attempt right now? They must be losing the uh, the rights or something. Yeah. Like, well, but here's, here's part of this. the thing. We, we, were t- we touched upon this in our last, like, discussion podcast, which was, we're not necessarily in superhero fatigue, but people are willing to put up with a lot less bullshit from their superhero movies. Phase yeah. 4 was uneven from Marvel, and the DCEU is awful, um, just in mm-hmm. general. So when people see something that they're like, hmm, is that going to be good? Um, and then they can tell from the trailer that it isn't. They just don't show up. I mean, look at Morbius. Attached to Sony's Spider-Man properties, in theory should just work on its own as a superhero film. People would show up even if it's bland. 
Because, I mean, if you look at Marvel's run and DC's run, they made plenty of money off of bland films. But I think Morbius, like, struggled to cross 200 mil. Did it? Yeah. Like, it did poorly. So, It did better than I thought if it crossed over the 10 million. 167.5 million off of a budget of a max 83. So it barely did double, which means it lost money. And that was with a second release and additional advertising to try to cash in on... Mormon time! So, like, if a movie like Morbius that was teed up after Spider-Man and Venom and everything else to do decent things, you would expect, like, 400 mil. Maybe not 700 mil, but 400 mil. Just even though it was bland. Yeah. Decent first trailer. People were interested. And it can't make 167 million. That's not superhero fatigue, but that's people going, man, this movie just looks bad. Yeah. So I mean, the trailer looked bad. The first one looked good. The second one looked bad. Um, I was actually on board with the concept of Morbius for the first movie, but not the second one. But this is what I'm talking about. This is the environment that they're releasing Hellboy into. And Hellboy had a bad movie four years ago. Are people going to care? The Hellboy fanboys will, but will anyone else care? Yeah, that's what, not to bring up DC again, but that's what DC's biggest issue is because no one cares about what they're doing. No one cares. You're, take, you're not taking enough time between properties to give the fans, the that people that would be fans, time to recover and be ready for your next attempt. And when you do yeah. it so nakedly, like not in the case of Hellboy, but since we're back on DCEU, the naked attempt of doing cinematic universe building. Like, yeah. You're not giving people time to recover, and they can just tell. That's where the fatigue yeah. comes in, is that you're just not taking your time to do it right. So Hellboy is not taking the time to do it right, even if it is taking one of the good steps to do it right, which is bringing original comic author on to help co-write the script. Like, that's a good step. Maybe they cast it right. Maybe they take enough time during pre-production that they give enough time between Hellboys that people forget about that. But no one's ever going to forget about the Gilmore Del Toro movies. I'm sorry, guys. You just can't. No, no, no. No one's going to do that. No one's going to. So you're competing with the Guillermo Del Toro movies, too. Um, I feel like this is rushed. Even if it doesn't, it isn't rushed in production. It's rushed in conception. Yeah. Yeah. So because, and let's get over to it, the Guillermo Del Toro movies are great. Oh, my God. They're so good. Like, Released when they were, before the superhero movement was really going on. Um, 2004. So, Blade had come out, the X-Men movies had come out, the Spider-Man movies had started, and then we got Hellboy. Like, it was primed before DC, or MCU, and DCEU, and all that. And off of a budget of $65 million, it made $99 million. So it was not a huge smash success, but there were fans. And, I mean, back in that point... Just because it didn't make a ton of money in theaters didn't mean it didn't make a ton of money because it probably made a lot off of DVD sales. So, but yeah, that's this is the thing. Like, a movie has to make three or so times its budget to actually be profitable now because home video sales have been ruined by streaming, which streaming is just yep. bad in general. But um, people don't it's buy movies. Worse. Yeah, I agree. I so agree. Uh, people don't buy we movies. Need to do, we need to do a podcast about that. <laughs> Damn it, where was, where was this when we were coming up with the Hellboy podcast? Right? Um, yeah. No, but, so, your movie has to make money. Guillermo del Toro's Hellboy would be considered a failure now. It was considered a success back then because it made more than its production budget and had healthy video sales. 
And that's actually, just to touch upon that for a second, once we're talking about streaming and video sales, part of the reason why the video sales market is dead is because rental companies are dead. Um, yep. You can sell a bunch of your movies to Blockbuster and make tidy profit. You can't do that now. There's no Blockbuster to sell your movies to. No Hollywood video, no family video. So if your movie tanks in the theater, you can't even expect secondary rental market to help you make it up. You're just which, fucked. Yeah, which is sad, too, because there's so many movies. Because I was actually reading about that. Uh-huh. Um, but, like, uh, there's so many movies that found life in the secondary market uh-huh. through, like, Blockbuster, like, uh, Grandma's Boy, which yeah. it was an okay movie. Like, I liked it enough. It was funny enough. Yeah, but it died in the box office. It did nothing in theaters, but Blockbuster carried it to like a cult classic status. Uh-huh. Plenty of movies and, that. Yeah, so many movies. Yep. You don't have that anymore. No. Like, they don't... You get the opposite. A, a movie debuts yeah. on Netflix now. is out for a week. Netflix is like, well, we're not going to bother carrying this cult status. They kill it, and you never see it again. And then yeah. two years later, it's deleted from their server... And since it's Netflix that, or some of the streaming agents, they don't even bother putting it out on a home video, and it's just gone. Gone, gone. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> it's sad. But, I mean, look at it in perspective. Hellboy 1 became enough of a cult classic, moderate success, that its sequel got a $15 million budget increase and actually made twice its budget back. It made $168.3 million. That shows the franchise was actually growing slowly. Maybe not as much as Universal Pictures wanted, but it was growing. Had they done yeah. a third Hellboy movie, which people wanted, um, it would have done something. Now, I feel of the two, if we're going to discuss these movies, I feel like the first movie, which is world building and origin building and giving Hellboy like a movie all about Hellboy, is better than the sequel. The sequel was weird and had elves. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, like... Love Gilbert del Toro. God, God love him. He's a he's a great and interesting creator and does some really weird and funky things. The sequel was very much Gilbert del Toro's Hellboy meets Pan Labyrinth. Like it was just yeah. strange. It was very weird. It was very <laughs> visually successful. It made a lot of money for what it was, but not yeah. as I don't think it was as good creatively as the first one. No, I don't no. think so either. And then there were two animated movies that no one really pays attention to. <laughs> I saw one of them, and I don't remember which one. But... I saw both. I actually did see both. Um, weird as that is, there was I can't... Sword of Storms, which yeah, uh, a Mayan temple and Japanese folklore and some weird shit happens. Um, oh, actually, I've seen both of these. Yeah, yeah. No, never mind. And then there was Blood and Iron. Wasn't one of these with like vampires? I seem to recall vampires. Uh-huh. Mm. Yeah, that's vamp. That was a vampiris. Ooh, ooh. Oh, Urza Bathory. There we go. Okay, see, yeah, I knew this. Yeah. I knew this. Of the two, I think I like Blood and Iron better because vampires. I mean, I'm a, I'm a well, yeah. I'm a, I have simple I, tastes. I, <laughs> I like Sword of Storms better, but Japanese demons. See, yeah. So you, you got off on the <laughs> Japanese bullshit, and I got off on the vampires. So clear, clear we, we know each other very well here. It was yokai, <laughs> sir. <laughs> Japanese supernatural stuff is spookier than American stuff. I'm sorry. What do we have? We have jackalopes. I said, Mike. I said Japanese bullshit. That encompassed all of it, okay? <laughs> Made me sound like a weeb. <laughs> you are a weeb, okay? I'm not a weeb. But, oh, if we have, okay, if we have a weeb scale where zero is not weeb and 10 is weeb, you are higher on the scale than I am, even if you're at a two uh, and I'm at a true. three. Okay? That's true. <laughs> I would say I'm like at a 
four or a five, maybe. I I like I like uh, Vampire Hunter D. That puts me at a point five. So uh, that's a, that's, oh, a, that's an eight, bro. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. no, no, no. It, those are the only ones. I, I would I will admit though, you have to bump me to a two automatically because I will have discussions about uh, Martian Successor Nadesco, which no one discusses. So I've ruined myself a little there, but you're still a bigger weeb than I am. Yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, like the animated movies were fine. Uh, they're short. They're amusing. They they don't last too long. They have the, they feature the voices of the actors from the movies, which is great. Don't get me wrong. Even though they're not quite in the same continuity, they kind of are, but they kind of aren't. But it was more comic booky than the yes. movie universe. It was. I think the, the key reason why they said it's not in the same universe is because Hellboy has his actual uh, hell feet, his hoofed feet, yeah. as opposed to where in the first couple movies, and actually I think the new one, I'd have to double check that, uh, he has boots. He has regular yeah. boots because they didn't want to try and make Ron Perlman walk on weird hoofed feet. Yeah. But I will say, Ron Perlman, Selma Blair, Doug Jones, perfectly cast for their movies, all four of them, even though Doug Jones didn't get the voice in the first one, uh, were replaced by David Hyde Pierce. Fantastic cast, fantastic movies in general, very watchable, all four of them. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. I can't remember anything bad about the cart or the animated ones. No, they were they were fine. Yeah, they, they were watchable. Yeah, they're fine for what they are, which is animated spinoffs to help keep the franchise going. While Del Toro tried to convince the studios to do further Hellboy movies, which didn't happen. Instead of a Hellboy three that everyone was begging for, if they were a Hellboy fan, they decided mm-hmm. to make 2019's Hellboy, which, and I said this to you earlier, but the best way I can describe it is. Hellboy 2019 has Mila Hovavich in it. If you've seen any of Mila Hovavich's movies post Fifth Element, which is basically Resident Evil films and The Three Musketeers and other bullshit like that, then you know exactly what to expect from this Hellboy, which was a lot of CGI bullshit and a very skimpy script. Yeah. It was bad. I, I sat yes. through it and it was bad. Mm-hmm. So, so you can understand why they want to reboot. I just, if we're getting back to it, it feels too soon. Yeah. Like, Especially from going such a W movie to an L like that. Yeah, no, right? That like if you go and you compare them. So we we said that, you know, the second Hellboy for cheap money managed to remake its film uh its budget. That was what I was trying to say. Yeah. Um for cheap for, for cheap script, it managed to make back its budget and then some double its money, very good. The new Hellboy cost Fifty million and made fifty five point one million. That is a terrible return That's on investment. Not good. No, uh, it, coming out in twenty nineteen when it did. Yes, it happened in the pandemic. Okay, this like I think it debuted in theaters. Twenty nineteen was that right during the pandemic? I think so. Okay, so fifty five million for pandemic money. Not the worst. I mean, it's it's not bad for pandemic money, but there's no. Oof third market, secondary market for it to go to afterwards. Once it's debuted there, where does it go? I think I saw it on HBO Max for free, because I'm paying for HBO Max, and HBO's not going to shell out that much for the licensing rights to it. You know, it didn't right. take that much. Um, but a movie has to make three times its production budget to be viable at this point, and $55 million on a 50 budget is not viable. Nope. Nope. <sighs> so sad. So sad. And really sad for David Harbour because he was actually good in the role. He's a good actor. Yeah. Yeah, he's a good actor. I think it was just, from what I can tell, a poor script, bad cinematography. 
bad cinematography, bad direction, bad everything. Neil Marshall, director, Andrew Cosby, screenplay people. Please don't have either of these guys on whatever Hellboy comes next. Just keep them far, far away from this or any superhero franchise. Hell, keep them away from movies. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm comfortable with saying that. Just keep them away from movies. Yeah. Maybe don't even yeah. let them touch DVDs in case their bad luck rubs off on them. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm not I, saying. I, I like the way you think. <laughs> I'm not saying their movie caused the pandemic, but are we sure it's not a tangential factor? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so far every pandemic in my lifetime, hundred percent, right? Hundred <laughs> percent. A Hellboy movie that bombed came out during it. The first two Hellboy movies yeah. didn't bomb. No pandemic. I'm seeing the correlation now. Yeah. Was there a Hellboy movie during the Spanish flu? You know what? I think there might have been. I think there might have been two. And it did terribly actually. at the box. <laughs> yeah. The Black Plague. Oh, yeah. See? Now oh, you're on board. You understand what I'm saying. There was clearly yeah. some Hellboy woodcuts during that point, and they were not well received. 100%. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, wow. Anyway. Uh, I like the character. I'm not. I'm never going to read the comics. You read the comics. That's cool. I know there's a shirt ton I've... of comics. I don't read the comics. I've read a few of the comics. That's more I, than got, I, have. I got burnt out after reading the first like five or six volumes. It was just kind of, it wasn't the same story over and over again, but it's just. It, it kind of was. Yeah. yeah. Well, so there's this, some cool characters, but the art just isn't 100% my style. I mean, there's a lot of it right there. So there's 12 main volumes, which if each of those is only six issues, and that's only, and I know some of them aren't. But there's, yeah. if each of those is only six, that's 84 issues, and that doesn't count all of the BPRD, of which there's like six major volumes. Uh, the BPRD, Hell on Earth, another two volumes, and then non-continuity crossovers and other works. That's a lot. Like It's a lot. Yeah, when you look at it, like that's, that's, that's more than a, uh, most of, a, that's more than Neil Gaiman's Sandman run. And I look at the Sandman run, I'm sitting there going, I like his Oof. writing, but I just, I can't. I've never read Sandman. I can't get past the first volume. <laughs> I got through the first volume, and it wasn't good enough for me to bother going into volume two. I know people love it, and we're going to get added for this, but Sandman's not that great. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but then, okay, here's a good one. I have the entire Jeff Johns run of Green Lantern. It was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. That plus the Green Lantern core that ties into it, I know I should review it for my website because I own it and sitting on my shelf. I can't bring myself to do it. That's a lot. That is a lot. It's a lot. That's what, like 20, 30 volumes? Because there was like three major crossovers that happened during its run that it ties into. It's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> so, if I can't do that, I'm not going to read Hellboy. I'm sorry, guys. I'm just not. I I wish I had time to read all that stuff. Right? That's one of the things I miss about working in a comic book store. Just sitting at the desk and um, reading while like customers yeah. coming out. Yeah. Can you, can you help me check this out? Wait, on, bro. I'm still on this issue. Hold on. Yeah, and then the boss is being all like, "You can't read on the clock. We're not. That's not what we're paying me, you for." And I'm like, "Wait, you're paying me? You call this a livable wage?" No, I, I think I think like I would. I'm on board with the concept of a Hellboy movie eventually, written by the original writer. I just think 2023 is, or even 2024 maybe, is too soon. It's like, and it's not just because of the new movie, like the 2019, that sucked and tainted the well. 
But it's also because even now, I still have fond memories of the original Hellboys, and that's hard to share. Yeah. And honestly, I think post-pandemic, the movie industry is going to tank. Like, yeah. not maybe not go away, but it's it's going to hurt. And I think that movies are going to start moving into more TV series, and we won't see as many movies going forward. Well, when you look at it, um, the movies that Marvel was producing were, like, they are doing, what, 1.2, 1.5 billion, pretty much, like, yeah. from, uh, during Phase 3. It was rare to see a movie that didn't cross the one billion mark, unless you were Ant Man. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's and it's Ant Man. I'm fine. He's supposed to be a lower lower tier character, and even the movies pitch him as that. That's fine. Um, right. But like he like all the big heroes, all the big things they were doing. One point two, one point five bill, one point eight. I don't think any of their major solo films crossed two, but they got close. Um, yeah. Yeah. Spider Man, his his most recent one that crossed two bill because fucking Spider Man. Um, but right. not everyone can be Spider-Man. But when you look at it now, if you aren't Spider-Man, if you aren't Avengers, and I mean, Spider-Man did, Spider-Man did amazing post-pandemic, but like the yeah. other ones, they call they consider 750 mil a big success now. Like that's half the amount of money they were making before, and now they're qualifying it as this is a huge success. And you've got to think, movie theaters are going to struggle on that because now they're suddenly making half the money they were making before, and that's for a Marvel film. If you aren't Marvel, you're lucky to get 200 mil. Yeah. And that has to be shared across the whole industry. Like, from that perspective, I love that they're eventually going to do another Hellboy at some point. Eventually. Not now. I don't want it now, but eventually. But, like, that 50 mil that the most recent one made, you guys are going, maybe that's the goal. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we should just make a Hellboy for 25 mil, so when we make 50, it's a huge success, you know? Yeah. And then word of mouth yeah. can carry it. I, you are right, though. The industry uh, is changing, and I don't think the industry realizes that yet. <laughs> nope. Because Gen Z, like, I, I hang out with Gen Z people yeah. all day, right? Like, yeah, you, you're stuck with them. They don't, they don't watch movies like that. And because when I was their age, you know, I'm, I'm a zennial, but <laughs> um, a young millennial. Ugh. You're. you're... But, I'm more that younger than, than you I am, and I'm an old millennial, okay? Yeah. <laughs> You're just but a millennial, okay? When I was a kid, we were told we were Gen XY, but, and then it would turn to Zennial. Now it's millennial, but whatever. <laughs> but, we're just Gen Y, just go with it, okay? Right, right, we're Gen Y. But we, uh, they don't watch movies, because when I was in high school, I'd watch older movies you know, from the 70s, 60s, sure. whatever. These kids don't care. Like, if it's not a 12-second clip, like, yeah. they're so telling me QB had the right idea? Yes. <laughs> Except it tanked, because it didn't have the right idea. <laughs> right. Well, it's, yeah, I mean, it's it's the TikTok generation. There is an endorphin rush. I'm not even going to deny this. I see it, too. Um, There is mm-hmm. an endorphin rush of just going to TikTok or YouTube, or just when you're browsing Discord, you see a video clip. It's, like, 12 seconds, and you watch, you're like, that was funny, and then you move on. But, like, when yep. you're in that context, if someone puts up a three-minute clip, you're suddenly going, oh, my God, this is so long. This is, yeah. It's like, all right, can we get done with this faster, please? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So, like, I get it from that perspective. I'm still not of the opinion. Like, my brain is like, okay, I'm either going to watch the short thing or I'm going to watch the long thing. And I can wire yeah. myself to watch the long thing. And maybe it's just because, you know, 
young and social media, and they've got different things going on right now than they will 10 or so years from now. But you are correct in that a generation of people alive right now has a short attention span in the moment, and they're also the ones that, in theory, have all the money to spend. Right. Yeah. That demographic is usually prized by marketers because all they have is disposable income. Might not be a lot of it, but it's all disposable. Yep. (laughs) So if you're either they're either either gearing towards the under eighteen crowd or the over fifty fives, because that's where the disposable income is. Yeah. So and I mean the over fifty fives will watch movies, but they're not watching superhero movies. Nope. No. Not 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 many of them. No. So no, I get you. The industry has to realign, and probably ten years from now, as I was hinting at, it'll realign again when the the Gen Zs are, or whatever they end up being called at that point, the Bitcoin generation. Oh, God, that feels dirty. Uh, that does feel dirty. Generation crypto is even worse. Um, but when that generation is a little older, and now they want to sit down and, you know, they can't just be on their phones all the time because they, they got through college, and maybe they have kids, or they have a job, and they just want to veg. Maybe at that point they start getting into TV shows and movies in a way that they aren't right now. But that's that's like long term. You've got a ten year realignment before you get to that, if that even happens. Right. So yeah, and into that you're trying to put out superhero reboots for franchises that people clearly didn't care about four years ago. That seems like a bad fit. Very bad. So yes, Hellboy. I want to see it eventually. <laughs> it just seems like this is a bad time for a new one. Just bring back Guillermo del Toro, and all the fans will be on board with whatever he was going to do for his first one. That's it. Why can't we do that? Why can't we have Mignola work with Guillermo del Toro and just be happy about it? You know? I'll be, I want that to be a reality. Right. right. That's the one we want. This has been oh. Not So Life from Asteroid G, lamenting the state of Hollywood and the state of Hellboy. I'm Mike Finkelstein. Maybe <laughs> I am from a hell dimension. <laughs> Does that mean I'm not? Maybe you're not. Maybe you're the normal Josh Shaper. <gasps> you win! <laughs> I'm the best. <laughs> And we will see you next time.